dedicated to trots racing. On winners, welcome to Gate Speed. And joining me on Gate Speed, Jason Bonington and Blake Redden. Jason, first of all, uh, just about good afternoon to you for the second time today. Yeah, lovely to speak to you again, Brennan. We are only three minutes away from ticking over it in the afternoon, but plenty to get through between now and the first race at Devonport. Looking back at what was a magnificent weekend, it was an epic card, really, at Tabcourt Park, Melton on Saturday night, and that's what we're going to be focusing on for the first 10 minutes or so, Brendan. And uh, Blake Redden's with us as well. Blake, good... Uh, well, we'll say good afternoon uh, for the four melodies. Yeah, g'day, Brendan. And uh, you're right, Bon. We will focus on Melton, but it would be probably remiss of us not to mention the um, the horrible circumstances going on in Queensland. I think uh, we'll let some more time for it to uh, to all um, you know come out in the next couple of weeks. But obviously, all our thoughts are with the Whitaker family after a, you know a horrific incident at Redcliffe um, earlier in the week. Yeah, it's a real shocking accident there. Uh, but uh, one of them things that, uh, unfortunately, just nobody can control, can they? No, no, it's a horrible accident, as you say, and there's obviously going to be, um, you know, more news to come from it in, in investigations. But I think that the main thing right now is, uh, Bon, I know there's a, a GoFundMe page already set up for the family, and I think, um, you know, any, any money you have and anything you can give at this stage, I think, um, you know, it's a, it's a really good idea if you, uh, if you can afford it. Yeah, I reckon Toddy McCarthy's been largely behind it, Brendan. So um, a, a magnificent idea, and I can guarantee you no. And you can come forward if you think that I'm telling uh, Porky Pies here, but no industry gives to their own better than harness racing does. So I'm sure the family will be looked after. But as the Baker Boys says, if you've got uh, even 10, 15, 20 bucks free, then make sure you uh, make sure you hand it over to the Whitaker family because you just don't expect to go to the races and for something like that to happen. Hopefully, we've just got our fingers and toes crossed that everyone comes out, um, you know, with it without something absolutely tragic occurring. But at the moment, um, onward and upward, and hopefully we can get the Whitaker family and uh, those two beautiful young kids out of hospital and hopefully on their way to enjoying their childhood once more. We'll push on and uh, and have a look at the uh, the racing from Saturday night, boys. The feature was the the city of Melton Plate. This is a good horses race and has been over a long period of time. And Duke of Wellington really stamped himself uh, as a horse of the future. One fifty four six for the mile rate. Sat in the breeze, did all the work, and he was superior late. He's got a lot to learn. I'll let Baker sort of opine most on this because he declared exactly seven days ago, uh, just as Fields came out for Saturday night, the Duke of Wellington would be winning the Melton Plate now. Um, all you need is faith. Did come out the early favourite later in the week, but I still think really it's hard to it's hard to create a scenario where Duke of Wellington wouldn't have won. He was so brave in the breeze. That mile rate that you mentioned, fifty four six, that's very good um, for a feature four and five year old affair for any race at Tabcourt Park. Melton. He's still learning what the game's about. Bakes. He's got a lot of improvement left in him. I spoke to Merv Butterworth, who owns Duke of Wellington, also owned another pretty handy horse trained by Kieran Manning called Arden Rooney. I tried to sort of niggle Kez and say, does he remind you of anyone in particular hoping that she would say Arden Rooney? She didn't go so far, but certainly Merv was thinking along the same tracks. And while it's far from set in stone, there's a chance he might head back to his native New Zealand for a couple of really big four-year-old races up at Alexandra Park in early May. But a bit of water to go under the bridge and they'll be celebrating what happened on Saturday night, as will you, Bakes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We we sort of, uh, we reviewed it yesterday on on RSN, the race in general, but, um, you know, but just, just the horse more generally, I guess. He's a, clearly a horse that's got a few tricks up his sleeve now. He obviously showed a really good turn of foot uh, in the four-year-old Bonanza when he uh, when he got pretty close to post boy, He was able to 
to Sid Park on the weekend and do all the work. So he's versatile, he's strong, he's quick, he's got a little bit of everything. Now whether that translates to the, to the absolute elite level, you know, in, in green circuit races, I guess only time will tell. But um, he's, he's starting from a pretty good base. Moving on to the uh, the Mayor's race, the Jody's Babe, and uh, our step up uh, was able to score here for the Kiwis. John Caldo uh, with the reins, Berisari, the, the disappointment of the race. Uh, Blake, uh, just searching up for a stewards report, nothing up yet, just to see if there was anything amiss with her. Yeah, well, um, she obviously did work three wide on the track for a little while during the race and did get to the breeze, but, um, you know, over sprint trip, maybe it was just a, a case of maxing out for Berisari. But um, aside from that, it's hard to take anything away from our step up. I, I would like to get Jason's opinion on it because uh, she was good. I don't know whether she was spectacular. They they got pretty close to her late and there was a big ball chasing, but um, she obviously did it all herself and, um, and, and she was the winner of the race. And we've seen her before here in Australia. We know she's a very good mare. I guess it's just a question of exactly where she sits in the, in the pantheon of good mares at the minute, Bond. Uh, yeah, no. Well, I mean, she's well above average, but we just mentioned the 54-6 mile rate over the middle trip in the Melton Plate. They only went 54 in the Jody's Babe. Now, that's far from spectacular time. I'm near enough to certain that Berisari's had a severe case of second-up syndrome. She, she went so big in the Charlton Pacing Cup seven days prior, racing in the breeze and only getting run down by Can't Refuse. There's no way the same Berisari could come out and perform the way she did in the Jody's Babe. So I expect her to bounce back off that, and I just think she had that one down run after possibly getting gassed a little bit first up from a break. Our step-up's a, a more than handy mare. I reckon going forward in a lot of these races, she'll be better suited sitting off the pace, but uh, John James Keldo assessed the uh, landscape pretty quickly from the pole mark and draw. What ended up being the pole mark and draw decided to hold the lead, didn't get pressured, and at the end of the day that was um, that was a great catalyst for our step-up getting the job done. Brendan, share the road once again. She keeps stepping in the right direction, but um, you'd wanted to start winning races like this. Reciprocity flew home. Juice Brogdon, a number of these horses, makes every since had no luck whatsoever. It's going to be a real trick race to try and get the form through because they didn't go a really fast time. But uh, all honour still go to the winner, our step up for Stephen Telfer and John Keldo. Moving on to the Square Gators, the name is McLovin, and uh, he's a name we're going to be hearing plenty more about. He was able to uh, to use a bit of gate speed there on uh, on Saturday night. He wasn't really challenged at all, but good to see him run the arm, and uh, that might hold well for him heading into the future. Yeah, look, he's clearly a really high-quality animal. Now, we can, we've been asking ever since his first run in Australian soil... Um, to Andy and Kay Gath. How close is McLovin to Tornado Valley? And heading towards the Grand Prix, I think Andy was willing to concede at home at least. There's not a lot between them. McLovin had his significant down run in the Grand Prix, but since then he's bounced back. Look, he's won four feature races on Australian soil already, so he's a very high-quality animal. I think the knock you've had from the word go back, so the question mark you've had is raw snap speed and potentially tactical speed. I'm guessing he's convinced you to some degree in terms of the tactical speed because that that early gate speed that we wanted to see from him does appear to be there. Um, are you any closer to believing he is in the same world as a horse like Tornado Valley? He'll need to be if this planned trip back to New Zealand for the Anzac and Row Cups goes ahead. I think, uh, well, first of all, that might be a, a little bit of a misrepresentation of my views because um, I, I certainly saw the South Australian Trotters Cup when he rounded them up like a good horse. So I, I'm not sure snap speed is necessarily my knock on him. I think absolute class is probably 
where I'm just unclear right now. And I'm not saying he doesn't have it. I'm not saying he's not uh, capable of, you know, beating Tornado Valley on his best day. I just, well, we haven't seen it. So it's impossible to know. He's clearly going in the right direction. He's doing the right things. Did we learn much more about him on Saturday night? I don't think so. Uh, but, uh, you know, does that mean he can't challenge for the, the Grand Circuit trotting races? No, it doesn't. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in a holding pattern with him. If he goes back for the Road Cup and, and the Anzac Cup, we'll certainly learn a lot more about him. But, um, you know, he's doing it the right way at the minute, at least. Moving on to the uh, the size, Blake, as we mentioned yesterday, uh, a few in the ownership uh, had some dirty days, had a dirty day on the uh, on the footy ground over the, the weekend. A couple of bombers and crows in the mix there for Watchlist, but it was a real patient drive from Michael Stanley just to hold off Crime Rider, let him go and then chase him down late. It was. It was, uh, you know, arguably the, the drive that won the race in the end, um, sort of having that, uh, that foresight to allow that scenario to unfold and knowing that, he had the horse to run down, Crime Rider. Again, I'd be interested in, in Bond's views here because um, we spoke about it yesterday, but he's clearly a very good cult watch list. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be that type of cult that progresses right through the season um, and, and gets better with, with sort of every run. He's still um, probably not at the peak. I think he will be in six months' time, but he can't have done much more. I guess the, the bigger question might be exactly what do we make of Crime Rider? Was he at his absolute best? Because if he was then it, it gives Watchlist a big pump up. If he wasn't at his best or if he's not as good in front, um, then I guess that, that brings Watchlist back a bit to the pack. But um, first of all, Bon, what did you make of Watchlist and also Crime Rider? Um, first of all, I want to apologise for misrepresenting your views on McLovin. I just feel terrible. I'm writing an apology right now. I'll send it via email very soon. Uh, I thought what th- these aren't the A-plus grade three-year-olds, it has to be said, though. Watchlist was very good. He's a half-brother to Rappers Delight, who got better and better as he got a little bit older, and Watchlist is likely to do the same. Couldn't agree more. Mick Stanley's drive won the race. Crime Rider, I think Matty Craven, I'm not... Sure, I think if he had his time again, potentially he wouldn't drive him quite as hard. They've gone fifty-five seventy. That's a very honest mile rate. Sub thirty seconds every quarter of the final mile on top of a forty-four-nine lead time. So that's good going. I, I just think maybe Crime Ride is a better horse from off the speed in really good grade than potentially trying to make his own speed out in front in a race like this. But it was pegs, pegs, pegs. You couldn't make ground from off the speed. It's going to be another hard race to assess going forward from a form perspective. But it is good to see Watchlist making steps in the right direction. If the Adelaide Crows, who are in the ownership of the horse, can do the same thing, I'm sure everybody in South Australia will be really happy, Brendan. Uh, they certainly will be. Away from the feature races, the race that got the card underway, the the MO, Rowan Hillier, got a really smart one here in uh, Riley Major, the Tasmanians, Jason. Uh, look, he's, he's an absolute quality animal. It was great to hear Rowan Hillier during the week basically saying this horse could have been a superstar and still might be an on-track. He declared him before the first. I know at very short odds, but he's a very good horse. He, he'll be heading to the Easter Cup, I reckon, and so too will Duke of Wellington. So this is going to be one hell of a race down in Tasmania pretty soon. But, um, look, Bakes, he, unfortunately, he did have almost three years sabbatical in his career, so potentially we will never see the absolute best of him. But the way he's come back, you get the feeling he's at least going to get to a, a very high level, probably free-for-all level, and from there, who knows what might happen. Yeah, and um, he'll have to keep improving, but, I mean, the gate speed he showed, first of all, on the weekend was dynamic, and, and whether that matches up against the, the grand circuit level, again, he will have to keep improving it, but it was a really good start. And, and secondly, he just did it with such ease. He just controlled the race. He ran away from them. He didn't break the clock, but... Um, you know, given that he's now a winner of 12 from 17, he's won over $100,000. They've done a, 
an excellent job just to getting to that point, considering clearly the issues he's had. But to return from um, from what was nearly three years out for his, his first run in Launceston and, and already be at the point he is uh, right now, it's, uh, it, it augurs well for the future. He's certainly a horse that I wouldn't be surprised if, as you say, he got to free-for-all level and then whether he can get any further, I guess, uh, will, will be determined of, of how he holds up and, and how he gets through those races. Well, gentlemen, we're closing in on the opening race from Devonport this afternoon. Jason will take this opportunity to say uh, good afternoon to you. Blake's going to uh, to stay with us. So, Jason, uh, thanks for your contribution today. Thanks, guys, and hopefully we can get a little bit of information out of uh, Team Lee with Julie B. Nitro going around in the Gold Crown on Saturday night. So I'll leave that to you and Blake. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Jason. Runners at the start here for the first at Devonport. Leprechaun Dance is the favourite. Three dollars twenty on Super Tab, two thirty on the fixed, and we'll head to uh, to Devonport for the first. Now they're moving forward. Race number one, the Unique Venture Grade Six to kick off proceedings. Regional Ivory Memorial Classic Day. They're all set. Favourite in the two. Leprechaun Dance, they're ready racing. Leprechaun Dance was the first to show. Out quickly was She's a Princess on the outside to go up and head it. Outlaw Teddy was third. Hello Curly was next through on the rail. Blackwood Polly. Then Zanaya Hanabi Shana's last of all. She's a Princess. Out by two lengths. Leprechaun Dance second. Blackwood Polly is running on. They're well clear of Hello Curly as they swing. Out the centre of the track. She's a Princess in front. Railing hard. Blackwood Polly though. Blackwood Polly right through it on the rail. Gets up to win. She's a Princess second. Then we had Leprechaun Dance and Outlaw Teddy. Next one home, Hello Curly and the wide runners and Arby Shan and Zanaya down at the tail. 4, 6, 2 and 1 after the first at Devonport. Number 4 Blackpool, uh, Blackwood Polly around 6.90 and 4.20 the should pay on Super Tab. She's a princess, $3.80. There'll be no third for the favourite Leprechaun Dance. We take a short break on Winners. Winners is brought to you by Tab's new trio. Pick the first three in any order to win. Gamble responsibly. Need to jazz up your day? Taste the crunch with an Aussie-grown jazz apple. Look for the blue sticker at your local supermarket or grocer and enjoy the jazz sensation. Jazz apples, always refreshing. It's Tab's Who Are You Backing? The imaginary betting game show with imaginary betting questions. Like this. Now, Dave, what are the odds you're sitting in traffic thinking about the Tab app with live sky racing vision, which shows every race live? Who's Dave? It doesn't matter, Dave, because this game show isn't a thing. But live sky racing vision is. Download. Oh, download it. Who are you backing? Tab. T's and C's apply. Available to account customers only. Gamble responsibly. The smell of baking. Routley's Bakery is so good. Why not grab a Routley's slice to go with your coffee? Make it a classic apple slice, a beasting, or a vanilla slice that's absolute custard heaven. You can make a move on a muffin or go all the way and bite into a wicked Nutella donut. Routley's Bakery's right across Geelong as well as Eltona, Newport, Williamstown and Ascot Vale. Fancy a Routley's pie? Of course you do. On RSN, winners. Well, the uh, Lee team have Jellaby Nitro uh, heading to the Bathurst Gold Crown on uh, Friday night. A bit of an awkward draw outside of the front row. Blake, Jason Lee online with us to, to have a chat about Jellaby Nitro's chances in the Gold Crown at Bathurst. Yeah, yes, we decided uh, this is a safe space. This is a no Jason's policy, so... Uh, we can't have two Jasons. We bumped out Bonnington. We got in Lee, and I think we're all the better for it. Jase, 
must be exciting to have a horse of, of this quality in, um, in in a race coming up on the weekend that's worth good money and, and he's come in, in in really good order. Hey, guys. Yeah, um, look, couldn't be happier with him. He's travelled up great and his run in the heat was um, really good. So, um, yeah, we're really happy with the horse and a little bit disappointing with the barrier draw, but um, the old saying goes, it's only a bad gate before the race. Tell us a little bit about um, his story. He obviously had the one run in Victoria. was a, a narrow but impressive winner. He's gone up there and um, and really run the ragged in his heat of the race. Did you did you have a feeling, you know, a couple of months ago that he was a horse with really good ability? How's he come through? Yeah, we um, paid a bit of money for him. Um, Mum and the uncles from the year on sales last year after um, Kung Fu had won up in Sydney, they sort of went out and spent the winnings the next day. So, uh, <laughs> But, yeah, we, we've always really had a nice opinion of him and you never know until you you sort of let him loose but um he's always shown plenty at home and um we've just always liked him and the more we've asked of him the the better he's got and yeah he was he was good first up in in uh bendigo and probably just yeah thought that this series was here and while the horse was fit and healthy and going well we'd come and have a go at it is, is it something that you've sort of um had planned for a while like you I mean, you've obviously got a, a big season ahead as a, as a two-year-old. Is it something that, as you say, just turned up on the doorstep and, and it was too hard to refuse? Yeah, look, it wasn't probably um, planned a long way out. The yeah, APG was the original plan to try and have him up and going for that and um, running the heat and whatnot and see if we were good enough. And um, he sort of come along nice and he was ready to go. So, yeah, probably about six weeks ago we um, looked into this and, sort of started to plan around this a little bit then once um, the horse had come along and had gone around in the in the runarounds and then trialled and um, just had to get a run under his belt and make sure everything was all good there. And, yeah, it's the same old story. If you don't come and race in these races, you can never win them. So you've got to be here to be able to win them. Jason, is it a more enticing opportunity to go to Bathurst now that the, the track has changed out to a, a bigger track that he'd, he'd be more than used to rather than uh, around the shorter track that uh, that was the uh, the Bathurst circuit previous? Yeah, definitely. Um, I haven't been here before. Uh, Glenn had been up and raced on the old track and to be um, brutally honest, we wouldn't have been coming if it, were, if it wasn't this track. He, he, we wouldn't have been bringing him to the old track. Um, he's a good pacer and does everything right, but um, it's pretty hard to get nice horses and we do think he's a nice enough horse so yeah we wouldn't have been bothering coming if it hadn't have been here that was uh that's an outstanding question brendan we've got to get you on gates feet full time jill <laughs> nitro jake you've, you've had a really good um you know record with two year olds over the journey i think your, your first one might have been on jill uh jitterbug how does how does he compare in terms of ability to a two-year-old like her um yeah like uh jitterbug was Always a very difficult horse to train, and um, when she was right, she was a, a really good horse, and that showed in the APG. And probably only at a couple other of her starts, we just had a lot of trouble with her tying up, never getting her right. But forever thankful for uh, what she did that night. And um, this guy, yeah, he's just he's just a real natural. Um, he's sort of still still learning, but does everything so well, and, and sort of clicks on pretty quick. And um, yeah, sort of without trying to get too ahead of ourselves. I do really like him, but um, yeah, he's just got to put his uh, front foot forward and just hopefully keep going well. And yeah, we'll we'll be happy as long as he runs a big race. As, as bad as the draw looks on paper, is it a case of given he can do everything right and he seems to be going the right direction that there's 
there's at least some chance you can try and light him up off the arm and uh, and try and get across them, or if you're not quite that far ahead, I mean, do you not want to do that with an early season two-year-old with all the, the riches still to come? How do you, how do you feel about it, sort of, uh, you know, 12 hours after the drill? Um, yeah, it's a tough one, I suppose. We probably haven't come 12 hours just to just to go around. Um, we looked after him out of the gate first up, and then here the other night we let him run the gate without sort of making him do it. He sort of just did it on his own. So from out there, it's hard to know, but um, it'll be sort of one of those calls you have to make when the gate goes. But at this stage, I'd say I'll be running the gate as good as I can and um, getting up amongst it. And uh, before we let you go, Jace, we uh, I'm sure you get asked about these horses on a semi-regular basis still, but being Horsham Cup this weekend, I'm sure a lot of people will have fond memories of Keon Steamer winning a Horsham Cup and, um, and of course, Dan Cullen was going around at the very same time. It'll be safe to say that uh, we've seen the last of them. Have they been uh, officially retired from the races, the two horses that sort of um, not put you guys on the map, but, but certainly gave you a, a great drill and also Glenn Craven with Keon Steamer? Yeah, definitely um, two of all-time favourites, if not favourite horses, them. Um, Seema sat outside smoking up and won a Horsham Cup and probably never got to really see the best of him with a few injuries and things going wrong. He was um, a very good horse, though, and same for Cullen. He was always my favourite and um, it was always a bit of the rivalry between Seema and Cullen. And I was always on Cullen's bandwagon. And he won eight races in a row for me. and A laser electrical, he ran Trend Cup into Dominion. Uh, finalist twice won a heat so yeah they were both fantastic horses and they are retired um, living up on the mount at Nurit so they're in a paddock there and uh, enjoying retirement but yeah they were just two all time horses that we'll never forget Well Jace uh, they were uh, they were very special horses and hopefully we've got another one coming in now with Jilby Nitro good luck on Friday night Cheers guys yep there we go well, Blake, uh, Jason Lee uh, certainly has uh, has a, a bit of big race experience, but uh, I'm sure it'd be nice to go up and take New South Wales money and bring it back. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know Glenn Craven's been up before and, and, and travelled their horses there, and obviously Jason's taken this opportunity to, to go and uh, travel a horse and obviously great experience to um, to sort of have have to do it all yourself and, uh, and look after the horse up there, get him through the heat and into the final and, I've got no doubt Jace will, uh, will do a terrific job of it and have him time for, for Friday night. Lovely. Thanks very much for uh, chatting today, Blake, on Gatesbeat. Thanks, Brandon. Blake Redden there, along with Jason Lee and Jason Bollingston with